would like to invite you to put yourself in the presence of God as we begin this time of meditation. But in the presence of God, not as a kind of anonymous power out there. Sometimes we might imagine God, a very impersonal, infinite but impersonal power. But to put ourselves in the presence of God as your Father, looking at you now, listening to you, as if you were his only child in the world. Because in a way that is true, and this is the subject of our meditation today, the very fact that we are really children of God. Now, I'm going to start with something that's a bit, bit strange, but it's the fact that next Monday, not to, not this Monday, but next week, we have what is called by some people Blue Monday. And it's called Blue Monday because somebody did a calculation. Now, it, 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 it turns out it was probably a bit of a, uh, an advertising gimmick. But anyway, it's, it's still valid, I think. And the calculation that this fellow made was he chose the day of the year. He sought the day of the year that was the gloomiest day of the year using factors such as the weather, such as the absence of festivities and debt, financial debt. And he came up with the third Monday of January uh, because, well, there's still many weeks of winter to get through. Christmas is over and all the decorations are gone, nearly at least. Uh, we cheered it up, cheered us up for a little while. But it does feel that now the party is, is really over and we certainly might be feeling the financial impact of that uh, Christmas spending and, and nothing to look forward to for, for, for weeks, maybe months on end. And so this clever fellow called coined that day, next Monday, Blue Monday. There's something to it, undoubtedly, there's something to it. But for the Christian, the party isn't really over. And this is very important for us. The party isn't really over because it wasn't all about the songs and the meals and the drinks and all those things. They were great. But I like to think of it as if God had given us a gift, a really precious, priceless gift, wrapped up beautifully in, in incomparably beautiful wrapping paper, as you would use for an in, incomparably expensive gift. And the wrapping paper was all the externals of Christmas, the celebrations, the meals, the gifts, the songs, all the festivities are the externals of this gift, the wrapping paper, if you like. But inside this wrapping paper was the gift. And that gift was, as you can imagine, it was the gift of the very Son of God made flesh, the infant Jesus. And not only that, but that when we receive this gift, it changes us, that he has this transforming impact on us. When we receive him deeply, that he transforms us likewise into little infants, infants of the same father, children of God. Okay, strictly speaking, this happens when we are baptized, also known as christening, very fittingly. In other words, we are made into other Christs, other sons and daughters of God. So this is our gift. And the wrapping paper, sure, we, we enjoyed it. All those, all those wonderful externals, I have no problem with them, I must say. Wonderful externals of Christmas, and which are very delightful. 
one lived properly and everything were all those externals we we looked at in some of our meditations before Christmas during Advent. But they are the wrapping paper. But the church, the Holy Spirit is saying, look, okay, the wrapping paper, you unwrap your present, you throw the, the wrapping paper in the bin, and then you stick with the gift. You've got this wonderful gift, and the wrapping paper is nothing in comparison. And that is how we have to feel about this time of year. Okay, the wrapping paper is gone. The gift is still here. And in fact, it's no accident that just yesterday, we, at least here in Ireland, we celebrated the baptism of Jesus. In England, Scotland and Wales, they celebrated it today, in fact. And that baptism marks the end of Christmas time. It marks the end because it's the baptism of Jesus, but it's also your baptism, my baptism. We're being told, look, because God became man, because God became an infant of God, you and I, in our turn, through baptism, we too become really the same thing. And so when all the wrapping is gone, the lights are out, for another year, we're not left, in fact, feeling blue. We're not feeling, left feeling empty. We have this gift, my divine filiation. You, infant Jesus, have really made me a child of your father. As nice, in fact, in the very first reading of the first day of the first week of ordinary time, that is today, St. Paul, in his letter to the Hebrews, he says this, God has never said to any angel, you are my son, today I have become your father, or I will be a father to him and a son to me. That first part is from Psalm 2. In other words, nobody, but nobody receives that honor of being called by God, uh, their son or daughter. But it does apply to you and to me, as it applies to Jesus uniquely in it. He's the natural son of God. We are adopted sons, but we are not, no less sons and daughters of God. We really are. To each one of us, God has become our father. And so if we are feeling that there's not much to celebrate, or we're looking at the weather, or the Christmas, Christmas debts, or the lack of festivities, we should realize all that is nothing in comparison with the reality that at every moment of our lives, God is saying to you and to me, you are my child. Today, I have become your father. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.